Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So Joe, um, you went to Twitter and you asked for some topics. So I'm going to hand it over to you and just throw it out what we got going on yeah i mean this is the perfect timing because we're at a commercial of the world series game two astros versus the braves so if i start yeah. screaming at any point randomly when we're talking about football no it's because i'm also focused on baseball right now um our our first question tonight comes from grant kawada um grant the recruiter is his current name on twitter um he's asked chili beans versus no beans versus indifferent so i know this is like a, a big passionate thing that people in texas have and yes. i am a tried and true texan lived here my whole life but you know what beans and chili doesn't bother me if it has beans in it then it's just chili with beans in it if you make chili that tastes good and it's got some spice to it i'm gonna eat it i'm not gonna be mad at you if you put beans in there i am in team indifferent what about you matt um yeah i mean it is this is probably the most controversial thing i'll say but um, I like beans and chili. I like beans. Beans are fucking good. Why, who doesn't like beans? Yeah, it's if it's if if it tastes good, as long as it's not mayonnaise. I, now, I won't it. do if you're putting chili on top of something. Uh, it's no beans for me. Like if I'm that's having a chili. Okay, dog yeah. Like I don't want I don't want a chili dog with beans. Frito pie. I don't want beans. Maybe Ooh, I could pie. be talked into yeah. it. Yeah, like a gut pack. It has beans. Yeah, in it. yeah. But for the most part, I'm indifferent as well. Yeah. All right. You're, you're, you're on team. Correct. And remember the reason that you guys are asking us this is because we're experts at being experts. So we're right. Uh, next comes from the man himself, Drake toll. He's very tall and very fancy in person, by the way. Um, he asks, what's the earliest that you can poop at a new girlfriend's house? So I say day one, if you're at the point where she's inviting you over, be you, man. Now, there are ground rules like be clean. If there's like a candle or a spray in there, use it. Don't treat it like, uh, you know, trying to get out of class in high school when you used to just like sneak out to the bathroom and get on your phone for 20 minutes. Don't do that. Get in there, get your business done, get out. But 
I say, don't be afraid to be you. What say you, Matt? Um, so day one seems a little early to me. So I would, I would say there's no hard and fast rule. You kind of have to fill the situation out. And, but if definitely, if you feel like you're in that place, day one, she's invited you over to her house and you feel like you've that, you've, you're that type of a relationship with her. Absolutely. But not all situations are the same. So I would definitely fill out the situation because it could turn, um, turn, it could turn on you very quickly. <laughs> so you're, so you're on a, it's, it's possible day one, but you just got to make sure you feel it out correctly. Yeah. Well, for, I mean, right. I would also say this to what you're saying. Yeah. Be you. Cause if someone is, that's going to turn someone uh, away from you, you probably don't want to be with that person. Anyway. Yeah. If you're going to live with me, guess it. Yeah. It's happening. It happens. We there's a book about it for children called Everybody Poops. So, oh, Drake, I really hope that you don't have a new girlfriend and you're sitting at her house right now waiting for this podcast to come out before you make yeah. a decision. So, yeah, very, right. I'm very pro like gastrointestinal health. Next up, we have we have Mr. Jeffries, one one of my favorite follows on Twitter. I love his name's Paul. I love Paul to death. Um, very excited to meet him this weekend at the Texas game. He asks, and this is this is an important question that I think can get really divisive among people. But Matt, I'll let you answer first. What is the okay. best Pixar movie? Hmm. I'm gonna go. Now I'm gonna preface this by saying, like I've seen, I've an 11 year old and a 12 year old, so I've seen pretty much every Pixar movie. I've come at age with Pixar. But I think up is the right answer. I think a lot of people say up. I think up is I the have, right answer. I have one. I don't, I don't know if people will agree with me on this. I don't think anybody's going to get mad at me, though. I say Coco. I absolutely adore That's that movie. That's a great movie, though. Like, I love Coco. I think maybe I say up. I don't know. Because it's, it's very, it's an emotional movie. Yeah, for sure. And Coco is, is too. And I love Coco. I absolutely love that movie. But yeah, I'm going to go with my gut answer was up. So that's what I'm sticking with. My favorite thing about this one as as experts is everyone's an expert on this. You can't get it wrong. Pixar's great. Because every Pixar movie is great. Yeah, exactly. It's like, do you want candy or candy? Yeah, um, yeah it's just good. All right. So our, our last question of the night, let me just... Let's go up. Make sure I don't have any last minute ones in here. Okay. Okay. Good. I just have other people talking about how much they're going to hug each other at the game this weekend. And it's very sweet. Um, <laughs> Craig Crabollin on Twitter. He wants to know what is the best Jordan silhouette? The best Jordan silhouette. I don't know. You go. I'm gonna have to think about it. What do you think? Oh, this is an easy one for me. I love the okay. threes. I think. I think. I think that's like the probably the most common answer. I think if you go to like, if you polled people, I would. I would venture to say the ones and the threes are probably going to be the most common answer. So I'm, I'm not giving you anything uh, exotic or crazy with my answer. But I think. I think Jordan threes are a perfect shoe. So. Um. I think I'm gonna go ones. Yeah, I think so. That's that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. 
All right. There you go. Threes and ones. So we will, I'll, I'll ask some questions next time we record as well. If you guys ever have anything that you want an expert opinion on the absolute right answer about any topic that exists, feel free to ask us. Yeah, as you can tell with our decisiveness and our answers, we're experts on everything. <laughs> so let's go ahead and do uh, the normal thing. Welcome into the Bear Den Pod. I'm Matt. That's Joe. And... Um, you go ahead if you want to follow us. You were on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. You can find the Bear Den. Um, Joe, I thought what we do this week is since we don't have a game to recap, I would kind of take like a, a check in, a health check on um, our Big 12 brethren, and then um, just go down the list and talk about things there. there. There's happenings for sure in the Big 12, especially this week. And um, How's that sound to you? Sounds great to me. Okay, let's start off. I think I'm going to start. Let's just start. I'll, we'll go in alphabetical order. So we'll, we'll start with Baylor. Um, things look good. Things are going good uh, for the Baylor Bears, I would say. Um, coming off of their bye week, six and one, you know, probably the top, uh, not probably, but they're one of the top four teams in the Big 12 right now. So uh, things are going in the, in the right direction. Yeah, I think um, better than expected is a fair statement for for, sure. for me, and I think a lot of other people. Um, it, it's just been a really exciting year. Um, I, I, I almost I'm almost tempted to say something like, no matter what happens the rest of the way, it's been a great year. But I know, like everybody has super high expectations now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you nailed it. Like we're one of the top four teams in the Big Twelve. We're in the group of four that it appears will represent the big 12 in the championship game. Um, so it's going to be between us and three other guys and I'll, I'll let us get to them later. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a better position that pe- that people could want Baylor to be in than we are right now. So absolute, excellent, excellent uh, job by Aranda and a plus mid season grade. Yeah, for sure. Um, there, like you said, there's a lot of football to be played. So these last few games are going to really like separate teams but uh for sure we're in a good position um now uh let's move on to to your favorite team iowa state uh <laughs> where we uh started a little rocky but they're kind of they're they're doing what iowa state does and so i think also along with us they're sitting in a good position moving into the the end of the end stretch of the season yeah i mean everybody kind of uh hit the panic button on them a little bit at the beginning of the year. Iowa is a really, really good football team. And um, Baylor is a really, really good football team. Uh, And that Baylor game was a two point win at home for us. So it's not like they got blown out. It's not like they got showed up. They started slow and uh, in the game and they start slow during the season. A lot of the time we caught them at the perfect time of the year. Mm -hmm. I think if you ask most Baylor fans, they tell you they're happy that we didn't play Iowa state in October. Sure. Um, so all of that said, uh, they still lost two games. They didn't bring home the Cyhawk. This is supposed to be their best team of all time. Sure. And it's already got two losses. So there's, there's a taste of disappointment there. So I can't give them an A plus, but they're still right in the driver's seat to represent or to go and grab one of the two spots in the big 12 championship game. So I can't really ding them too much. So I'm going to give them an A minus because they can still accomplish their goals of 10 wins and winning the big 12. 
So do you think every year there kind of that, there's the uh, conversation during the whole silly season that like, is Matt Campbell going to take another job after what he's done at Iowa State? And this was supposed to be like their year. You know, they were the everyone was saying it's going to be Oklahoma and Iowa State. Um, some people had them like as a dark horse, like playoff contender. And they'd, like you say, be even where they're sitting. I think most Iowa fans, if you looked at their expectations preseason, would say where they're sitting at now would have been a disappointment to them, all things being considered. And do you think he's at the point where like maybe this is like this is as Iowa State, this is the best Iowa State can do, you know? You're going to finish nine and three, eight and four. That's kind of like your pinnacle for Iowa State. You can't really get over that hump. And he finally does move on to maybe a different job, a more quote unquote, like more prestigious power five job. And um, that everyone seems to want him to take. I think Matt Campbell has a handful of places that he will go. And if it's not one of those places, then he, he won't leave. Um, Jamie Pollard, their their athletic director, is giving him everything he wants. He's recruiting now at a level that nobody's recruited at at Iowa State in a very long time, if ever. Um, so I think I think 100% he would leave for a job like Notre Dame. I know he's a, a big Notre Dame fan, and I believe his son's even named Rudy. Um, so if, like, Brian Kelly were to leave and that job were to come open, I think every single Iowa State fan would be shaking a little bit. Um it wouldn't surprise me if he flirted with Penn State if James Franklin leaves. Like that wouldn't surprise me. You just you don't not answer that phone call. Um, and then he's an Ohio guy, so if yeah. you know Ryan Day were to leave, I think he would consider that job. But I think like those three um, and an NFL job would be the only things that tempt him. Um, I think he's perfectly content where he is, and I think he likes building what he has. They remind me a little bit of where Baylor was in like 2010 through 2012 when we were we were getting good. And yeah. the success that we were having with two and three stars started allowing us to get four stars. And that's where he's at right now. And it wouldn't surprise me if he wants to explore that for an extended period of time. So I don't know. But again, I think I think there are a handful of jobs he definitely would leave for, specifically Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yeah, and um, he's in a good spot. He's he's compensated handsomely. Expectations are relatively attainable. Like even like you know, not people. Iowa State fans are gonna be happy if they're nine and three at the end of the year, even if they don't make the Big Twelve Championship game. They're eight and four. They go to a good bowl, win a good bowl game. You know, they're not going to, considering where they came from, kind of like you said, similar to Baylor coming from where they historically are to where they are now, you're going to, you're, there's not going to be a lot of pressure from boosters or admin to, you know, win it all or get to the playoff or anything like that. Yeah, he's a king. Yeah. All right. Next is the elite of the elite, Kansas. <laughs> um, now, I think. We could, everyone can chalk this up to year zero for, for Lance Leipold. He came in after spring practice. His I don't know what their roster numbers are, but they couldn't have, they couldn't have eighty five scholarship players on that team, and they've shown you know spurts of, of good things. Um, it has been a struggle, but like even last week, you know they they gave Oklahoma all they wanted. So I would say you can't really take a lot from this this season and that they're showing uh, good things under him so far 
in in certain spots. Yeah, I would give them a D. Like you, you're not going to get a good score for what you've done, but you spelled your name right and you got enough answers correct that I'll give you a D. Um, you won a game and you entertained people while you were playing the University of Oklahoma and you you brought the country together in the desire for for Kansas to win that game. I think every single person was rooting for Kansas there and it was like, oh, if they pull this off, it would just be so beautiful. Maybe maybe no group other than the University of Texas rooting so hard for Kansas to win that game. Um, but yeah, I'll give you a D. You, you get a passing grade for winning a game and playing Oklahoma close and not looking completely uh, incompetent and the shortened time that he had to to build that program. Yeah, for sure. Moving on, staying in the state of Kansas. Kansas State. Um, I think going with your letter grade, I, I'd probably give them a C. Okay. Because it's they're they're right there like they do good things but they don't just quite get over the hump you know they do just enough to get by kind of thing they're kind of like me in high school where i'm just doing just enough so i don't have to do homework i can just i'm just scoop i'm gonna make c's and i'm gonna be happy about it because they should be on paper they should be having better record than what they have right now you know, squeaking by Texas Tech, um, you know, not showing up against Oklahoma State. And a lot of people had them as a dark horse, like people, someone to contend for the Big 12 can, title game, you know, to push for that number two spot. And I just don't – they just don't see it. Yeah, I don't disagree there. You get a C for me, like maybe a C-, minus, um, but – Nobody's excited about what you're doing, but you still will probably make a bowl game. So I can't give you a D, I guess. Yeah. But you're not, you don't get any like tokens at Chuck E. Cheese. For sure. Um, Oklahoma. This is a tough one because. This, yeah. I mean, if like they almost get graded on a different scale. Because they're, um, you know, top five. I think, and then they're undefeated. Have some great comeback against Texas, um, but they just don't look. But you almost lose to Kansas. I mean, that was a a phantom call or non call for that lateral handoff fourth down conversion. Because if they don't get that, Kansas may win this game. So, I. I mean, I want to give them like a, a, I want to give them like a C. Even though I'm giving them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them a B, just because you're undefeated. You're eight zero. There's games that everybody feels like you should have lost, like Texas, and you almost lost to Kansas. And oh, good, who, who was it? Was it Tulane? They played at the beginning of the year that they didn't that they played horribly. Yeah, they barely beat, or I say barely, but they, it was like a one score game. And as much as I feel like they're 2014 Florida State, which yeah. was the, the second Jameis Winston team, I, uh, I, I don't know. Like you're undefeated, so I can't knock you that much, but I've got my eye on you. And I'm just, you're just going to get a straight up B from me. 
That's that's what Oklahoma gets. Oklahoma State. Um, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them a. That's a minus. I think they're. Uh, no one expected them to be where they're at. You know. Uh, you know they were in the top ten last week. They did drop the game, um, to Iowa State, but uh, that was a that was a close. And then there's another like weird call fourth down spot that didn't go their way that could have changed that game and they could sit be sitting here still being undefeated and being even further in the top top ten and so uh, they're definitely getting a I'm gonna say a minus because their offense is uh, a little bit to be desired but um, the defense is outstanding. Yeah. I, I'm going to give them a, just a straight A. Straight A. Um, you know, I gave Baylor an A plus because there were there were people that had us seventh, eighth, ninth in the conference. Yeah. Uh, in the preseason, and right now we are in the driver's seat. We control our own destiny to win the Big Twelve. And I look at very is very similar to Oklahoma State, but I think people expected them to be more in that middle to upper middle tier of the Big Twelve. So you don't get that much of a bonus from me, but they've done everything that they're supposed to do. I'm going to not fall under the recency bias of that loss to Iowa state. Um, it's a road game. They they've, they've, they've done poorly in Ames before, and I'm going to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there. And I'm going to give them an a, so that's where I'm at with Oklahoma state. All right. TCU. This is a, they are, I'm gonna give them an F. You, I know you should give them an F. I'm gonna give yeah. them an F because expectations moving in, and I was right there with many people saying they're probably gonna be one of the best teams, like the third best team in the Big Twelve, and they they look like they're third from the bottom of the Big Twelve, and their defense, their whole thing, Gary Patterson's thing is defense, and they don't have, and their defense is not good. And yeah, I went back and and I listened to um, our preview pod of of what we thought every team was going to be, and I said I said it was going to be Iowa State and Oklahoma in the Big Twelve championship game. But if Iowa State doesn't make it, it's going to be TCU. Um, and I I think a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people were there. Um, and yeah, man, they're just not good, and I I don't get it. I, I really don't. They should. They have so much talent, and they're just not good. And they haven't put it together. And it's the. Yeah, I guess it's Gary. It's whatever it may be. But I'm giving them an F too. Um, this just was not the season that they expected. In any season where you've had a coach for 24 years who is clearly the best coach in your program's history, you already have a statue of him on your on your campus, yeah. and people are writing articles about how he needs to get fired. I don't know how you define a failure more than that. So yeah. definitely an F for TCU. And it's a weird situation because they're not going to fire him because he, like you said, he has a statue on campus. It's hard to fire the guy that has a statue on campus short of a Joe Paterno situation where there are crimes being committed under your watch. They're going to, it's going to have one of those things like they're going to, it'll be like, we need you to retire that type of thing. Yeah, it's going to be, be like, he's taking a different role in the athletic department. Yeah, and be like a, like a meritus, emeritus position inside the athletic department and be like an ambassador for TCU. But yeah, I think he, and I was listening to um, Split Zone Duo, their episode today, and Alex Kirshner, he was saying like, 
he just doesn't think that he can coach modern college football players. He's, he's just not – he doesn't have that mindset that with, with everything going on with NIL and transfer portal and really the more agency that players are getting uh, in college football. And that's just – I don't think he – I don't think he wants to coach that type of college football. So we're moving on to the University of Texas. And I'm going to give them, stick with your letter grades, which I like, uh, I'm going to give them a B. I think they're, they're a good team. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you know? I'm not disappointed in Texas. I, I, think, I think we were all kind of like, they've got players, but can Sark coach? And we're all still sitting here going, they've got players, but can Sark coach? Um, and we won't know. But they, they that Oklahoma game was a huge letdown. And letting Arkansas do what they did against them was a huge letdown. But Arkansas was real hot during that time of the year. So I'll give them a little benefit of the doubt. Um, I'm going to give them a B right now. But after this weekend, that grade might drop a little bit more after yeah, what happens here. to them. I was thinking about them today and i think they're they're the same as uh, byu you know they're the same team they have almost the same kind of record you know they're a good team um but they they're not perfect you know they're like byu i mean they're about the same team as byu yeah i, I buy that at. okay uh texas tech Ooh. this is a uh, i didn't expect them to be good and they're five and three. So, I mean, I want to give them like a, uh, uh, I mean, for my personal expectations, I didn't think they were going to be good. If you're going to ask tech fans, they'd probably say they're on life support, that it's not great, especially considering you fired your coach who has a winning record this year, basically just because you didn't want him to save his own job to get to a boat for him to get to a bowl game. You'll be fine if Sonny Cumbie gets to a bowl game. Um, I think, so I think weird. on that front, what's your letter grade? Uh, if I'm basing it off of my personal expectations, I'd probably give them like a, a D plus. A D plus. Okay. I'm, I'm right there on the D category. Like you fire your coach. You almost have to say it's an F, but Matt Wells just didn't fit that program. Um, and I was surprised when they hired him and I let myself just kind of be like, okay, well maybe, maybe they kept talking about culture change or whatever. And um, by all accounts, Matt Wells was a super nice guy and a great human being. And even in his exit, he seems to be that as well. One thing I don't buy though, and I've seen this sentiment a lot of, of they, they didn't want him to make a bowl game. I think what happened was Kirby Hokut made up his mind that from what he had seen this year, yeah. A, he didn't expect there to be much success in their final four games being against Oklahoma, the Oklahoma State. The, yeah, the uh, all of us. You know, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Baylor. Yeah. All four ranked teams, you're going to be probably heavily underdogs in those games. But even if they were to win one or two more, there is a feeling of like it's lethargic in that fan base right now. They're tired. There's no energy. Um, like they just got, I think, a forty or fifty million dollar donation specifically for football facilities, and you feel like the fans are just still not even excited. Like you said, they're five and three, and the fans don't care because the games that they've lost, you know, they they let set they let Texas drop seventy on them. 
Um, they, and the games yeah. that they've lost, they, they feel like they shouldn't have. And then the other part of it is like one of those five wins was SFA and they really almost lost that game to SFA. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like Oklahoma, Kansas, right? You just, you cannot play that way against a team like SFA. So I think Kirby realized that just like moving forward, that Matt Wells wasn't your guy. So why hold on to him? Um, get out there and get out in front of the coaching search, start talking to Jeff trailer or um, Sonny Dykes or whoever it is that's on your list and try to try to get in there before the grander coaching carousel starts. So I think that's what happened there, but I agree with you. I give them a D um, they still could make a bowl game. So it can't be a complete failure. I don't think they will. I think they're going to finish five and seven, but um, yeah, me too. But the you know thing, what? The thing I have, the problem I have with Kirby Holcutt is I understand what you're saying, and I agree. The problem I have was if that's the case, then you fire him on Sunday. The but to do it on Monday after he's already coached a Sunday practice and met with the media on Sunday, and then come out Monday, um, I still understand the time. It's just odd timing. Yeah, if the whole situation is weird. If you come to that decision, usually it's Sunday, you hear about that, you know, Sunday morning around mid morning. Some of you hear about that's how we heard about, or that's what happened to Ed Ogeron. I mean, that was a Sunday. Now, again, that was after a win, but he'd already made decision. But you come out and you make that, make that be known that you've come to this conclusion. I think Monday's just a weird time when everyone's prepping for the next week. Mm-hmm. While we're on Texas Tech, I do want to take a short aside to talk about you mentioned Jeff Trailer. Um, and I, I want to address the uh, for, as for tech fans, not for me, for as a Baylor fan, but for tech fans, is the uh, the elephant in the room of one Art Bryles. I'm glad. I'm glad you, I have an opinion on this. So yeah, well, so, I want to hear your and thing. I've, 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 I kind of know your opinion. Um, Actually, no, no. I have I have a theory now. I have a theory. Okay, I, want, I can't wait. My thing is this. You and I, and I said this on Twitter. I was like, you absolutely. Well, first of all, I've said that that he is in no way going to be hired as a coach anywhere, but not at Texas Tech. Even with all of his West Texas ties, and he, I know he's um, went to Tech and all, all that, um, he's just persona non grata in college football, and it's just not going to happen. Um, no, Kendall, I agree. Kendall's more, I think, like not likely, but possible or more palatable to people, but you have to, you have to think that – Art comes kind of comes along with Kendall, and Kendall does get a lot of like uh, the art browse vitriol. Does get get over to, to Kendall, um, but Jeff Levy doesn't seem to get that, which is I think is odd. People it's because people don't Levy, associate like him. Yeah, yeah. Well, Levy was a step down too. Remember, like he was a quarterbacks coach. Kendall was yeah. the offensive coordinator. So in the hierarchy of coaching in a fan's mind the position level coach doesn't have as much, you know, know, it's weird. I, I, I'll, I'll come out and say, I abhor all of them. And I don't have faith for pretty much anybody that was involved with the Bryle staff during that era of Baylor football. Um, From the things that I've read and the things I've been told, I don't think that there's any way that they didn't at least have a passing idea of what was happening. So, um, but I I do have a theory on it. I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't believe that Texas tech is hiring Art Bryles. No. I don't believe Texas tech is actually considering Art Bryles. No. Um, Kirby Hillcutt's smarter than that. I think what happened and I, I kind of built a timeline in my head. So I'm kind of doing the, the Charlie Kelly 
conspiracy connecting dots yeah. um, gif right now. But we got a report that the the first the first place this popped up was a, I think a news reporter out of Lubbock said he had a source saying the top four for the job were Jeff Trailer, Sonny Dykes, Art Bryles, and Kendall Bryles, and that kind of set everybody ablaze. Yeah. After that tweet, Tech announced who their search committee was, and it's Hocut, Dusty Womble, who's their super super donor. Um, I think somebody that's off of the board of regents and I think another mega donor that they have are the four that was announced after the, these are the four they're considering. I don't think that the, the news reporter was like lying or anything. I think he probably called one of the two boosters that's on the search committee and said, Hey, what's going on? And the booster, or maybe it was the regent or who, I think it was one of the guys that was on that group. That's not Kirby Hocutt. I think that guy called him up and he said, well, we, you know, we haven't even started the search yet. We're going to get together and meet. This is kind of what our search committee is going to be. And then I think the second question was asked of who, who are you going to consider? And I bet one of those people said, well, these are the four that I would want. Just because one of those guys comes into the room and says, I think we should hire our Bryles. That doesn't mean that the other three or the president of the university and everybody else involved tell him to go fuck himself. So I, I, I genuinely don't believe that Texas Tech is considering Art Bryles. He was considered to be hired as an offensive coordinator. Oh, where was it? I want to say like Old Miss or something Southern a couple Miss. of years ago. Southern Miss. What was Southern Miss. There you go. Yeah. And the world was set ablaze about him just becoming a coordinator at a small school. Like <sighs> Kirby Hill smarter than that. So I don't think he's actually being considered. Um, but it sucks for tech that they have to hear that because honestly, you don't, you don't want that man coaching your team unless you're a uh, Liberty. I guess that's the only place he can end up. Yeah. And, and I think Jeff Levy is going to get a head coaching job. Uh, Levy for sure. will, and I think, Levy's I think Kendall will as well. Kendall, the thing about another thing about Kendall is his offenses were good at Baylor when he was running his dad's offense but i don't other than like that one year at houston he really hasn't like set the world on fire at florida state or i guess the florida atlantic they were good but that was kind of a lane kiffin kendall browse hybrid um florida state wasn't that great now they they had other problems and arkansas hasn't been offensively they've been fine but I wouldn't say they're there. I know. I, yeah, I know you, they're like, they're you like make Arkansas 20. fine. That's <laughs> true. True. I mean, that all, that's all good points. Yes. And Not I know I think Kindle by their top means, but... 20, I think offense. So I'm kind of talking myself, but Jeff I think Levy Kindle gets a, a job at like offense. a, I think he ends up with a job at like an AAC school first. I don't think he's going to get a power five job. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but get, I mean, North Texas. Available. It's, it's inevitable that that both Levy and Kendall Bryles will be college football head coaches, and I will be pulling my hair out. And I, I totally think, I mean, if, if Kendall does get a head coaching job, Art's going to be there in some capacity, whether it's a consultant to the offense or to special consultant to the head coach, something, he's going to be around that program, whatever it is. Yeah, that may be his, his, his avenue back into the game is – through his son. That's his only way because no one's going to hire him straight up. Levy would. To, well, I know, but I mean, no, no AD is going to hire Art Browse to lead yeah. a program. I still any, think, I still think when, when Hugh Freeze inevitably leaves Liberty, I think they're going to hire Art Browse. I'm sure they do. Although so. 
I don't, I mean, they have their own problems at Liberty. Um, okay. So that next, the final West Virginia. Um, oh, this one's tough. So I'm going to, I'm going to give them a D. Okay. And most mainly because they should be better in what is this year three with Neil Brown. Um, their defense of what they returned should be better than what it's done, what it has been this year. And they're just a very, um, they're very up and down. Like they'll play really good. Like that game against tech, like they should have probably won that game, but they, they played play it tight. Um, or OU is a better example. They're right there within three points of beating OU. And then they go out there and they'll lose to Tech. Then they, they get blown out by Baylor. And they would, where it's not even, like, competitive. So, but then they'll come back and they'll beat TCU. I mean, it's it's so weird because you don't know, even this late in the season, I don't know who's who's good other than, like, the top four. After you get to of the Big 12, they could all be bad. Or they could some of them could be mediocre and some of them bad. I just don't know. Like I don't know about TCU compared to West Virginia. I mean, that's the same. Essentially, they're the same team. So I gave Kansas a D and I gave Tech a D. And Tech fired their coach midseason, and Kansas is Kansas. So I feel like I can't put West Virginia on that level. So I'm gonna give West Virginia a very like point one point over the line of a c minus like okay. i'm, I'm I think, did i say d did i go d I'm, I, yeah i'm rounding I'm, up here i'll say d plus I'm, i'll give d plus, a there you go. all right d plus c minus the same thing to me so i think we're on the same page there okay so that's where we're at with uh how we feel about the other teams in the big 12 as far as what we think um let me go back you you mentioned our um predictions um you listened to it i didn't go back and listen to it so i'm gonna lean on you we both made season predictions what how did um how do we turn out come out so you did better than me so far um so we had and we can run through these real quick for the sake of time but just so you can see how little i know um I, uh, we both picked us to win Texas State, mm-hmm. which we did. We both picked a win against Texas Southern, which we won that game. Uh, we both picked a win against Kansas, which we won. So we started the season off real strong, 3-0. and And then we got into where things get a little bit fuzzy for the next four games that we play. So the, the first one on that list is Iowa State. We both failed miserably, and we both picked a loss, and Baylor came out victorious wonderful win really a season defining launching us into the rest of the things that we've done the next week was oklahoma state where you correctly chose that we would lose that game in stillwater and i incorrectly picked that we would win um then the next week was west virginia which you correctly picked that we would win and I incorrectly picked we would lose. So this is where we veer off from each other. I have two losses in a row, and you have two wins in a row. Um, we both, uh, in a BYU game, neither of us was actually high on BYU. I don't think we expected BYU to be the team that they are this year. Um, and because of that, we both picked a, picked them to win that game. 
Now, BYU turned out to be a very good team and well, Baylor turned out to be a better team. So we yeah. both correctly picked that one. So you were one, two, three, and one. Five, you were six and one. The only the only game you missed was Iowa State, and I was four and three so far. Okay. Now, moving forward, and we can, you know, just so you guys know where we were at the beginning of the year and see how dumb we were. Um, the next game, which is the one that we have this weekend, we'll get into a little bit later, is, is Texas. Uh, you picked us to win this game, and I picked us to lose. Okay. Uh, after that is TCU, um, and we both spent five minutes praising TCU for how good they were going to be this year, and both picked that as a Baylor loss. Um, so I think I think that one's a little bit wrong. Um, we both picked us to lose to Oklahoma after that, and then to close out the season, uh, we both chose that we would beat Kansas State and Texas Tech. So um, we'll see. I mean, we're going to get even more disparity this week and i hope i become a 500 chooser and matt becomes seven and one after the texas game and uh and he just royally kicks my ass on on choosing baylor's successes this year all right so next let's um go ahead and why don't we move on into our picks for this week Woo! and see what we got going on we have a full slate this week for sure with was it nine games yeah, nine games, and we'll just go in chronological order. I'll kick it off, and we'll um, we'll see where we think. So, at 11 a.m. on ESPN two, and of course, as always, we'll say Baylor for last. But 11 a.m. ESPN two, Cincinnati is taking is traveling to Tulane. The number I have is Cincinnati is a 24 and a half point favorite. The FBI has gives them a 91 percent chance, and since we are recording a day later. We do have uh, SP plus numbers and Bill Conley has them winning 38 to 20. So Cincinnati winning, but Tulane covering the spread. Um, what do you think this game? How do you think this game goes? So last week, if you remember, I correctly predicted that Cincinnati would win their game against Navy, but not cover. And it would be kind of their stinker of a game. And that's 100 percent what happened. Yes. And that's what you need as a really good team fighting for a playoff spot. You need to have one of those clunkers in the middle of the season against the right team so that you can evaluate the the weaknesses that you have and remember that it is, you know, possible to lose a football game. So I think Cincinnati's going to come out of that game fired up and I have Cincinnati covering that that 24 and a half. So that's where I'm at with this one. Um I'm I'm in agreement with Bill Connolly. I think Cincinnati is going to win, but I think Tulane covers at home um, in New Orleans. But yeah, and I think I did the opposite. I went after I picked Cincinnati to cover, but not to not cover, I'm sorry, their previous game against UCF. And they absolutely were one of those games. It was either UCF or they played someone else before that. But anyway, whoever it was, they blew them out. Is Temple. That's what it was. So I went the other way with Navy and was wrong. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back true to form. I'm gonna go back the other way, and I think that they will win. But Tulane will cover. Very nice. All right. So also on, at 11 a.m. on Saturday, this one's on ESPN Plus. So you gotta have a subscription to watch this game. Uh, UCF going to Philadelphia and playing Temple. Uh, UCF is a ten and a half point favorite. 
a 86% chance of victory, according to FPI. Um, S&P Plus has them winning this by 11, 34-23. And I agree with the computer. I agree with Vegas. And I agree with S&P Plus. UCF is going to cover this football game. Yeah, and I I agree with you. I think it's UCF is going to cover. Um, Temple's not a good team. And that's that's the deep analysis you get here. Okay, moving on. Um, Iowa State will take on West Virginia. They will travel to Morgantown. This is a the classic 1 p.m. kickoff on ESPN Plus. Um, <laughs> Iowa State is favored by seven. They have a 70% chance in FPI, and SP Plus has them winning by six. So taking a cover, West Virginia cover there. Um I am going to disagree with Bill Connolly and his um, SP plus algorithm and think, I think Iowa state is going to win this game by more than seven. I think it's like a 10 point win. I think it's a multi touchdown. I think I could see this being a 14 or 17. So yeah, I agree with you. This is going to be a, uh, this is going to be an ISU cover. Um, And I want to say last week on the pod, I predicted that uh, they would beat Oklahoma state by three points and they did. So just need to leave that little nugget out there (laughs) all right so uh this next one's exciting for me because i said something earlier in the podcast that i'm now going to contradict um love it at 2 30 p.m on abc the big time primetime game here texas tech heads into norman oklahoma to play the sooners oklahoma is a 20 point favorite in this game fpi is laying 89 percent chance for oklahoma to win and S&P Plus disagrees a little bit and says that this is a 39-26 Oklahoma victory. So that's not a cover. That's only a 13-point win. What are you yeah. thinking, Matt? Um, I think I went back and forth on this one. Where earlier in the week I was with you and, and SP Plus, and I had it the other way. But I think with everything going on in Lubbock, I, th- I think OU's going to cover. It is one of those games. This goes against my theory of of tech. See, that's one reason I, I went the other way to start is because my theory is tech um, has good game, bad game, good game, bad game, kind of alternates. And this would be a, their good game week. I'm going against that, and I think OU is going to cover. I don't like it. I'm not happy about it, but um, I think they'll cover. I think, yeah, they'll cover the 20 points. So earlier in the podcast, I said that Texas Tech was going to lose the rest of their games and wouldn't make a bowl. Yeah. I said they were going to go five and seven. Mm-hmm. I lied. They're going to win their sixth game this week. They're going to become bowl eligible. Let's go. Texas Tech is going to do what nobody expects them to do. Oklahoma is just, they're dying to lose a game. They're begging everyone that they're playing to beat them. And Texas Tech is going to stand up and say, we're going to do it. Sonny Cumbie is going to go in and he's going to beat them. And Tell me it's not. It wouldn't be the most Texas Tech thing in the world. It wouldn't be the most Tech thing of all time to go into Norman and beat an undefeated Oklahoma team right after firing their coach in a year that their entire fan base thinks that everything has fallen apart. It's it's just the most Tech thing that could happen. So I'm taking Tech to win this game straight up. So, yes. So what's going to happen is Sonny Cumbie's going to go in there and say, listen, Matt Wells has been holding me back. I'm an air raid quarterback. I'm an air raid coach. You're gonna throw let's, it seven times. Thing, let's open this thing up. 
OU's cornerbacks are garbage. Let's 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 play Texas Tech football. That's what's gonna happen. I could see it's gonna it be like like 2013 Baylor West Virginia or 2012 Baylor West Virginia. It's gonna be 70 63 Tech wins this game. Yeah, yeah that's Big 12 football. <laughs> Defense, y'all can just stay home. We don't need y'all. We're playing seven yeah. on seven over here. All right. Next game on the list is the mighty Kansas Jayhawks traveling to the wounded Oklahoma State Cowboys going to Stillwater. This game confounds me on many levels. Oklahoma State is a 30-and-a-half point favorite. I don't know how many times Oklahoma State scored 30-and-a-half points this year, but they are 30-and-a-half point favorite. Um, They have a 97% chance according to FPI. And then Connolly has them covering it winning 39-13. Um, and again, well, let me start with you. What do you see this game going? I think this is going to be an Oklahoma State win, but a Kansas cover. Uh, 30 and a half for Spencer Sanders just feels like too much. Um, and Oklahoma State's just not a wide open offense. And I think I think KU is going to have some confidence, even though it's in Stillwater. Um, they're just going out there hitting and playing. Like I don't think Kansas is playing like they have nothing to lose because they don't. Um, so I agree with S and P plus. I see like thirty nine thirteen, like a twenty a twenty six point win. I think it maybe it'd be it's possible it'd be like thirty five to ten, something like that. Like that's the range that I think this game goes. So. Um, um, I disagree. All right. This is uh, you're talking about. This is a 6 p.m. game in Stillwater. Uh, that's that's this is a recipe for like a blowout. Now, again, I have a problem with the point spread, but I'm gonna ignore that and I'm gonna agree with uh, SP Plus, and I think they're gonna win by uh, by that margin. And Kansas okay. is gonna revert back to. Being Kansas. Being Kansas. Okay. <laughs> All right. So next up we got, uh, and this was actually earlier uh, in the day. We have TCU at Kansas State. I think we skipped um, one, yeah. At 2.30 on ESPNU, the the U, the mightiest of ESPN networks. Um, of course. It's, like, it's, it's the purple battle in the Big 12 uh, of two teams that we did not give high letter grades to. Um, Kansas State's favored by three points in this game. So that tells me that Vegas kind of looks at this as a push because Kansas State's at home. Um, FPI agrees, giving Kansas State a 53% edge. So that's basically a home field advantage right there on a push game. And S&P Plus is in lockstep and says this is a 31-28 to 28 Kansas State victory. So everything across the board here is basically saying Kansas State's winning by a field goal, and essentially it's because they're at home. Um, what do you got in this game? Um, I have, I went back and forth on this one as well. And then I started thinking about it. Started thinking about TCU and, um, I think Kansas is just a little bit better. So I think, um, I think Kansas wins. I know you said it's a three point point spread. I think Kansas wins, but I, I, this is going to be like a, a one-point game. So it's weird. It's going to be a weird game. Kansas State loves like weird 
25, 24 scores like last week. So mm-hmm. I, I see the same type of game, and I think um, TCU covers the three, but uh, Kansas State somehow comes out with a victory. Like they'll have a weird safety or some some crazy like that. Uh, I'm just taking Kansas State to cover. I think I think I think TCU's been through a lot, and plus today there's there's been drama around Zach Evans. Um, the one of the best running backs every in the week. Big Twelve. With TCU every week or something. Yeah, it's just so there's just so much drama. At some point, it's going to break. I think Kansas State's not great, but I could see them winning this game by fourteen, something like that. So I'm going to take Kansas State to cover. If they if Kansas State beats TCU by fourteen, he he has to retire. <laughs> I think like, he's got one more year, no matter what. No nah, man. Okay. Speaking, of, I was listening to. Uh, Split Zone Duo does this live. Like, I'm a Patreon of Split Zone Duo. So I was listening to, like, they have a live podcast they do on Mondays. And in the middle of it, they said, Oh, we got breaking news out of Fort Worth Star Telegram. And I swear I thought he retired. <laughs> and then it was Texas Tech, of course. But, but anyway, the next game, we did skip that one, but we good for Joe for circling back to TCU. Can't forget the, uh, the all purple team. Um, Probably one of the best games this week is the SMU traveling to Houston. ESPN 2, 6 p.m. Houston is a one, last, last I checked, they're a one-point favorite. Um, and this is the de- pure definition of like a, a toss-up game. FBI has a 50.1% chance for SMU to 49.9% for Houston. And I think um, I think SMU is going to win. I think SMU is a better team. Um, I don't really get this point spread. I guess that's just because they think they're so equal and it's at home. So UH is getting to leave in a little bit less than like the home field advantage. But um, I think SMU is a better team pretty much across the board. And they're going to – I mean, minus one point, I'm taking SMU. So I have a, I actually worked um, a number of football games the first year of TDECU Stadium, um, which is U of H's stadium. When they opened it, I actually worked in uh, visiting Will Call there. I have a I have a close friend that worked there, and I just kind of did it on the side because I had experience working in some box offices. And I can tell you, it's not much of a home field advantage. Um, and I agree, SMU is the better team. And this is this is about as flat as you can get on a game of a one point spread and a 50 50 FPI. Mm-hmm. And even SP plus says it's a two point game for SMU. Yeah. Who am I to disagree with Bill Connolly? It's uh it's an SMU win. Um, so uh, I'm in agreement with you there. All right. So we now move into uh, a fun little game of uh the the team that might be joining the big 12 the soonest in byu they play host to yet another power five school they've got a loaded power five schedule this year Uh, virginia comes into provo utah uh to play them it is a uh one of the few games where um vegas and fpi do not agree and vegas says byu is a two and a half point favorite um, and by the way, this game is our late night game of the week. So everybody should have time to watch this, but only watch like the fourth quarter because you'll be watching the World Series that night. Um, 
It's at 9.15 p.m. Central on ESPN2. Um, like I said, BYU is a two and a half point favorite, but FPI is giving them a 53% chance to win this. So Vegas and FPI disagree. Um, so the tiebreaker here, I think, is probably uh, is S&P plus. Bill Connolly is actually giving Virginia a five point win. So he is doubling the line that Vegas has um, and agreeing even more than FPI is that Virginia will win this game. What are your thoughts? Um. I think uh, Bronco Mendenhall's done a great job um, with Virginia since he, he left BYU and went to Virginia. Um, I just think BYU is a better team. Like I was, we were talking earlier. I think they're they're a good team, and this is in Provo, or is it? Yeah, it's in Provo. Okay, so yeah, so um, I think BYU. Covers the two and a half. I mean, I could see him winning by three to, you know, 10, somewhere in that, you know, but as, as little as three, but I, th- I mean, I think they definitely cover the two and a half. So I, I definitely think they're going to cover, especially this is their sweet spot. Nine fifteen on Saturday night. Come on. They're undefeated. Nine fifteen on Saturday night. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. I think, I think BYU covers this. Um, there's 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 gonna be some extra juice in the building. Broncos coming back to Provo. Like yeah. those those students are gonna let him hear it. It's gonna be a soaking good time. Um <laughs> the, they'll they'll be they'll be hump jumping away all night in those stands. So I'm taking BYU to cover. Um I agree. I think this could be anywhere from a three point to like an eight point game. Um so yeah, I th- I think BYU adds another power five feather to their cap. Okay. And then the game of the week is a Mighty University of Texas Longhorns travel to Waco to take on the Baylor Bears. Now the Baylor the lines it's weird because it started off as a pick'em, went as far up as Baylor Baylor minus four and a half, and then down to Baylor minus two and a half. I think right now it's back up to went up to three. Um, we're, I'm going to go two and a half because when I made the spreadsheet that's what it said. Um, this game is at 11 a.m. on ABC. The national prime, I guess, opening game of the day. Um, FPI has Texas with a 54% chance. So this is another close toss-up. Um, this is another one of those games like you're talking about BYU where the Vegas and FPI have a disagreement on this game where Baylor's a two-and-a-half to three-point favorite, but a 54% or Texas has 54% chance according to FPI. Connolly has this as a – Three point Baylor win. So, um, and I think uh, I'm right there with him. I think um, Baylor wins. And like like I said earlier, I think that it goes with Texas is about as good as BYU. And I think that the game is going to be similar for Baylor in that where they're going to lean on that defensive line with the Baylor offensive line. Abram Smith's going to have a big day. Baylor's going to put up a lot of uh, rushing yards, a lot of points, and I can see it being the same, like 38-24, 38-27 type of um, type of game. Yeah, Baylor's covering this game. I, I mean, it's Texas, so of course there's like the the little thought in the back of my head of like, oh no, we hope we win this game. But I, I don't know. There's just and Texas has done really a- well against Baylor over the last five years. Yeah. It- there's something different this week, though. 
I, for one, I'll be there. I, I, I am going, but I'm going as a fan. I'm not going as a member of the press this time. Um, so I will be there this weekend. If, if you listen to this and, um, and want to say hi, I'll be out tailgating in the morning. So shoot me a DM on Twitter. Um, but I just, I don't believe in Texas right now. And I think this Baylor team is getting better and better and better and better. And I don't think we've played our best football yet. And the fan base, I feel like is a little bit of a powder keg. We've seen so much complaining all year long about the students and the fan engagement and the music and all this complaining. And I think that all just goes away this week with Texas coming to town. There's going to be, it's just going to be raucous. It's going to be rowdy. This is already a rivalry game. We, and we've got, we've got Texas players saying it's a three out of 10 environment. And then coming out and saying, I didn't say that. I said, it's a top three. And then the audio comes out and it turns out that he did say it was a three out of 10 environment. It's so there's just like some weird stuff going on there. I think. Did the you see students, what Texas, um, the university like edited it out? Of yeah. They video. edited it out of their YouTube video, the player yeah. interview. Um, and so there's, there's bulletin board material. I think the students as a whole are pissed off and tired of hearing the alumni say that they suck. And I think it's just going to be a raucous and rowdy and hellacious crowd. And we're going to hear SEC chants from Baylor fans and it's going to be great. great. And I think Baylor wins this thing by anywhere from seven to 21 points. I, 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 I have no doubt in my mind they're going to cover. And I think this could be a blowout, but it wouldn't surprise me if Texas kind of, keeps it close until the end but i have i have no worries in my mind about baylor winning this yeah football i can game. see it being like for i can see it being similar to the 2019 game in the sense that it's obviously yeah there's baylor obviously blowout. a better team and then there's like a garbage time touchdown yeah and that was the a hit of the i mean like of garbage time that 2019 one. yeah but, let me call a timeout so i can score so it's not as bad so it's not a three point you know like 24 fuck tom point. herman um so I was on a message board today and I thought our friend Peter Pope made a great comment when you when you compare the Texas player interview with the Baylor player. I don't know if you you saw like um Gary Bohannon and um he completely different. Completely cool, calm, confidence. And I think that's just the difference you get with and it was Terrell Bernard were the two uh, Baylor interviews, and they're both very confident in what they're doing, and they give detailed answers, and they listen to the question. And I just think it's a different – it's just a weird dichotomy of those two differing styles, and I think that probably just comes from the, from Dave Aranda, really, and how he is as a person. As a, he's not your typical head coach, and I think that kind of rolls downhill to the rest of the – rest of the team where they kind of have that same type of mindset as their head coach. So, so Dave Aranda actually reminds me of, of, I, I can't really call him a boss. He was too high up for that. Um, but I was working on a project. This was a few years back and we were working on uh, deploying a technology at, at a, at a company. That's all I'll say. Um, but we were, we were working on this the deploying CIA. this, <laughs> no not not no trade secrets here i just don't <laughs> want people to know too much about what i do in my free time um but we're working on a project and something happened where it was going to cause like a delay or it wasn't gonna we weren't going to be able to like exactly do what we wanted to do and we're 
we're in a big meeting room. There's probably 10 to 12 of us in there and it, it's starting to get really stressful and people are like, you know, whose fault is this? And oh no, every, the sky is falling. And we had a, a big higher up in the room. Um, and he was, he was a guy from South Africa who had actually been um, in the South African military and had, had, had seen some stuff in his time. And he, he had told us some stories, most of it funny, but you know, some, some crazy stories about his time in the South African military. And he just kind of spoke up and he said, guys, you know, and everybody shut up and, and we looked over at him and he looked, looked at us and he just said, nobody died. And we all kind of just had a perplexed look. And he said, nobody died. Like, there's no point in having this reaction right now. If something's delayed, it's delayed. We'll work it out. We'll figure out what happened and we'll move on to the next thing and everything's going to be fine. And nobody died. And I feel like that's the vibe I get from Dave Aranda. Like coming out of that Oklahoma State game, I don't think he walked into that locker room and was like, rah, rah, you guys suck. I think he walked in and said, nobody died. And the guys looked up and said, huh, you're right. We're, we're coming out of here. We're pretty healthy. We can learn some things about ourselves. And this is an opportunity to get better as a football team. And that's Dave Aranda. And it's, yeah. it permeates through this team. And especially Gary, you can really tell, like, I think Gary has a lot of stuff that's just innately part of his makeup. Like, mm. he always, he keeps his eyes. Like, I'm, other quarterbacks have talked about this, about keeping your eyes downfield. And just feeling the pressure and then knowing when to step up, knowing when to run and scramble. And he, cause you watch Gary and he's the same way. Like he, he doesn't look at the rush. He's looking at his receivers always. And I think it's part of that is kind of his, his off the field and how he is a leader is kind of this. He takes that mode of like uh, his head coach where he's going to always be even kill, never going to get too high or too low. And that kind of calms down the rest of the team in a, in a way. Yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely love him to death and yeah. I love Gary. I, I, I love the vibe of this team. So I'm, I'm excited to be there in person on Saturday. I'm excited to watch us win yet another game at McLean stadium against the university of Texas. I was there the last time they were here when John Lovett absolutely stiff armed a man through the earth. Um, and I think Abram Smith is going to do even worse things to them. Okay. So on the way out, while we were doing the podcast, we had another one of our um, non-sports questions came in on the, on the Twitter. Oh, our friend, all right. Our friend Neil, Neil Galimo. He said his two, he has two underrated dad tasks and best burger topping combination. Ooh. Okay, so underrated dad task. The first one that pops into my mind. So I have a six-month-old, so mine might be a little bit different than yours. Mine is bath time. Um, the first time my wife ever gave our son a bath, he screamed and cried and had a horrible time for whatever reason. And so she was kind of like, you can do baths for a while. I, she was a bit traumatized by that. That's how I was with clipping fingernails. So she clips fingernails, I give baths. I, I absolutely... <laughs> yeah, I it's the worst. And, I made my uh, son bleed the first time. Me I tried, too. So. And I haven't done it since. Yep, That's been 12 neither. years. <laughs> um, so I love giving my son a bath. He is at the point of six months where he gets in there and he loves to splash the water around and he gives me the biggest smiles in the world. So I absolutely bath time is my favorite dad task. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with like my little little part of the world. So I work in I'm like IT adjacent. That's kind of my my thing. And when it's my wife is not very uh techno techno I can't talk. Mm. Not very technology savvy. So that's kind of my thing. It's like if the computer don't work or the Wi-Fi is down for whatever reason or they can't get their things to connect, I'm kind of the go-to and dad always fixes it. So that's kind of my underrated task is just teaching them how to like, we'll just turn it off and turn it back on. But that's kind of... That's a keep you around value skill right there. Yeah. Like that's a, even if I'm pissed off at him, do I really want to be learn how to reset my router? Yeah, for sure. And then best burger topping combination. Um, okay. So, I'm going to let you go. So I am, I'm not picky. So the, the biggest thing I hate, and this is my, like my one food stuff that I absolutely cannot stand. And I've expressed this on Twitter multiple times as mayonnaise. I am a big mayonnaise hater in any form that it sits. You can call it aioli. You can add garlic to it. You can do whatever. It's all the same thing. And it's all disgusting to me. Um, I hate mayo. So as long as a burger doesn't have that, I'm generally good. That being said, if I'm like, if I'm building my burger, if I'm at five guys or there's a place called Hat Creek near me where you can add a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm doing cheddar cheese. I'm doing some tomato. I'm doing some pickles. I'm doing ketchup and mustard and I'm doing grilled jalapenos and grilled onions. So for me, I'm the same way. Like mayonnaise is a, is a garbage condiment and you should yes. never put it on anything, um, especially on a hamburger. Take it yeah. far, far away from a hamburger. But yeah, I'm like, I'm normally, I'm a pretty basic when it comes to this. So like mustard, cheddar cheese, um, lettuce and pickles. That's kind of my thing. And that's kind of, I kind of stick with that. Even if I'm like building it, I'm, uh, along with mayonnaise, what I will not, uh, what I also can't stand is tomatoes. Okay. So I'll just, I'll avoid uh, any kind of like tomato at all, at all costs on anything. So, but yeah. I guess my like, my Texas answer to this is my Whataburger order is uh, a Whataburger with cheese, no lettuce, add grilled jalapenos. I like a good jalapeno burger for sure. Yeah. And jalapeno pizza. But, like again, I'm from Texas, so I'm I'm pretty pro jalapeno as it is. Yeah, you can't go wrong. No. So on the way out, last week we did a, a what are we watching, reading, listening to. Um, so I thought we'd revisit that on the way out. Um, and this week, I've I don't know if you've seen this, but I I watched Dune because it was on HBO Max, and I didn't have to go out to see it, and uh, have you seen it yet? No, I I'm dying to. Um, but you're are you familiar? Like, are you familiar with the story? Have you, did you read the book? Or, or I've never like read the book. I haven't seen the old one, but I I I have looked at it. I'm online enough to know that uh, essentially it's a movie about space drugs that allow you, or about drugs that allow you to travel through space or something, and but you can only get them on a dirt covered planet that has giant worms. And the space messiah lives there. So that's the kind of general idea that I've gotten about what it's about. But I'm I'm dying to see it. My issue is it's one of those, it's one of those movies that if I watch without my wife, I will be in serious trouble. So I have to okay. wait until we are both available. Okay. It's very good. So that I watched that this week. Um, 
I'm continuing my Ted Lasso season two watch through. So I haven't okay. finished it, but I'm 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 good in that. And that's kind of what I'm watching and um listening to. I think I watched the movie <clears throat> and I never read the book. I never read Dune. So with my schedule, it's kind of hard to sit down and like read. So, but I do have audible credits. So I downloaded Dune. I'm listening to Dune, the uh the Frank Herbert book. So that's where I'm at um in my other media that I'm consuming. Other that's than not a bad idea. I might I might listen to Dune. Um I am I I am excited tonight when I go to bed. I'm gonna listen to episode two of between two bears the new evan a bear and, yes. and matt is bear podcast um so i'm 100 going to be listening to that i have actually i'm actually an episode and a half and i might end up two and a half episodes behind of sour grapes with amy and etta um i'm kind of saving them for my drive to waco on saturday so i will probably listen listen to a good hour plus of amy and etta ramble um, which is I always highly recommend anyone do that, especially on a on a good long drive. Um, as of watching, I watched the Mini Saints of Newark recently, okay. um, and I have never watched The Sopranos, so it okay. I didn't quite know what was going on, but I'm a big uh, that's definitely mafia movie guy. That's definitely a, a route you could go for sure. Yeah, that's the route I went, and I didn't <laughs> quite understand who everybody was and why it was important. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I, I've, I watched that and then that ended up making me watch the Irishman over a weekend where I just kind of would watch it 30 minutes at a time when I had some I can't, free time. There's no way I can sit down and watch that movie. Yeah. In, 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 a, a, sitting, sitting. in a sitting. Yeah. So that's what I did. I watched it over two days and I, I'm not kidding. Like I would be like, okay, well I'm doing laundry right now. I'll just watch it for 20 minutes while I fold stuff. Um, so where are you on like mafia movies? I, I like, love are you, are you like, it's like, like, it's like. Like I was, a, I'm a big, I was a big, like, got like the Godfather, of course. Like that's kind of got me into like. Oh, I've been to the Mafia and, Museum like, in Casino Vegas. And like, all that stuff. I love it. Oh yeah. Casino, great movie. Goodfellas, um, The Departed, uh, Departed pretty much yeah, yeah. like most, most Scorsese stuff in general. Sure. Um, but yeah, like Godfather, Godfather part two is just a masterpiece. Um, I really like the Irishman. I think it's a really good movie, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's too long. My uh, my podcast listening schedule, it's so last week Baylor was off, and I I listened to a lot of like college football podcasts, and I didn't listen to any of them because uh, Baylor wasn't playing, so I didn't care. Um, but I do listen to the um, our daily podcast for sure. That's kind of my uh, the first like the the Godfather of for me Baylor podcast was that. Mm-hmm. So I listen mainly to that, because like, Peter is so old. Well, I mean, he's, we're probably about the same age, so I'm not going to. No, say no, he's about Peter. Peter uh, Baylor was founded by the Republic of Texas, and so was Peter. <laughs> and that's kind of like my Thursday listening. Like it drops, and I listen to it. I kind of save um, now that they're they're um, Amy and Ed are doing episodes again. Um, that's kind of like my Friday thing. It's kind of. That's a more like um, we're, we're we're going into the weekend. Let's drink some wine. Let's listen. Let's talk about Baylor. That's that's my. <laughs> but yeah, um, I consume probably way too much uh, college football podcasts, and um, but I kind of it kind of gets me through the week <laughs> until college football. So there you go. 
So was there anything else that uh, jumped at you this week or does that about cover it for you for, uh, for week nine? Who you got in the world series? Okay. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. So I'm, I'm rooting for Houston. That's the closest proximity to me being in Lafayette, Louisiana, and also being from Texas. I want the Texas teams to succeed. So I'm in a weird um, predicament though, because I grew up a Rangers fan. Um, I'm from North Texas. All my family's from North Texas. Pretty much every team I like is, you know, Dallas Stars, Dallas Cowboys, Texas Rangers, Dallas Mavericks. Those are, those are my teams. Um, however, the uh, Rangers aren't good. But I'll say this. When I was growing up, when, when I was a kid, when I started watching baseball, the Rangers were American League and their Astros were a National League team. So I was a fan of both because they're in different leagues. Okay. And then the Bud Selig had to mess everything up and move the Astros into the same division in the same league as the Texas Rangers. So I've been kind of like a wishy-washy between the two teams. But one of the teams has a less than desirable um, outlook on certain issues that I care about. So I've been leaning way more towards uh, the Houston Astros. That's kind of been like a kind of a team. And I kind of, I've tried to lean into it on social media, like being just like an obnoxious Astros, like, yeah, we're the bad, we're the heels. Yeah, that's fine. We're like more wrestling time. Like we did a heel turn. We're the bad guys. And what? Yeah, we cheat. So what? That's, that's, that's how I've been about it. Mm-hmm. I had I someone love tweeted it. me, like, oh. I'll find a new trash can. I was like, well, yeah, maybe we did. Yeah. But yeah, so what I'm about definitely it? an Astros guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, my dad's been rooting for the Astros since they were the Colt 45s. Um, I was born and raised in Houston. The Astros were my first love as a sports team. I've been going to games for as long as I can remember. I've got a picture next to me on the, uh, I don't know, somewhere over here. I haven't put it up yet. Uh, I only moved into this house two years ago. So of course I'm not fully moved in yet. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but I've got a picture of me at like six years old, sliding into home plate at the dome um, for kids run the bases day. Like I'm, I'm Astros through and through. I don't care what they did in 2017. I got a trophy out of it and I've got replica rings that tell me I won a world series and it's mine. Damn it. And I don't care. Um, so Astros and six, that's what I got. Yeah. I think it's probably going to be. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that's a good call. Astros and six, but yeah, I'm going for Astros. Um, and also it's like everyone else is, is going for the Braves. Like in a, you know, they had that stupid map. It's like everyone yeah. in America. Is like except for like Louisiana and Texas. It was Louisiana, Texas, and Delaware. For hey, for whatever reason. Thank you, Delaware. <laughs> but yeah, so that's all I got. Um, in anything, any other games uh pop out at you this week other than uh, Big 12 games? I mean, there's Michigan, Michigan State is a top 10 matchup, but it's at 11 a.m., so I don't care about it. I'm just I'm I've only got so much capacity for the University of Texas and the Astros in the World Series all in the same week. So yeah. uh, sorry, rest of college football. You're not going to get yeah. my love. And the one we talked about, the one that other that jumps out other than Baylor, the one I'm really 
psyched about is the SMU Houston game. Like, I, yeah. I really, that's going to be a good, that's a good football game. Yeah. And I'll, I'll watch the end of Virginia BYU because it'll be on. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that's all I got. Um, uh, we will see you next time. Like I said, if you want to follow Joe, Joe, where can they find you at? I am at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. It's a mouthful as always, but um, come on, follow me. Why not? There's there's nothing bad that can happen. <laughs> and as always, you can follow me at Matt D. Workman. You can follow the podcast at the Bear Den Pod or the B. Arden Pod, however you want to um, take it. And then, um, as always, you can um, – we're going to – be ready for our bears to sick Texas and as always sick and bears. Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.